Gab and Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. We say what we want and we don't care. Gabin, girl time, Gabin, girl time, Gabin, girl time. Bing. I know, I'm in it. I'm in it to win it today. You're doing it. It's your season's coming up upon us. Hello. Hello. It is Tuesday, October 5th. It is the 5th. It's it's my anniversary date. That's right. For the How nine. long y'all been together? You know, I don't exactly know. Right? I think five years, maybe six. It seems like you got with your daddy when I got with mine. No, you've been no. a long time with him. I mean, I yeah. met him in 2012, but we didn't start. And then we went through our, you know, our thruple phase. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> mine was nothing like that. And I think it was 2015 or, yeah, 2015 maybe. But we didn't like officially get together till 2014. Like the end of 2015 or maybe yeah. 2016. You don't know. You just let I have him. to look up a certain alchemy and then I'll know when. I have a bunch of necklaces that kind of mark the years, <laughs> except for the last two because of the pandemic. I have an update on my daddy. He went to the doctor today. That's how I know it's the fifth. And he is much better. His blood come out great. So I guess it was just some kind of freak thing that happened to him. Well... That's wild. And he goes, what's the chances that that will happen again? And I was like, uh, pretty high. Wear your fucking respirator. You know yeah. what I mean? Safety third. Yeah. He won't listen to this anyway. No, he won't. <laughs> More than likely. What if he's our only listener? The only one. And he listens to it seven or eight times. You know, a, a really weird thing. So he's a plumber and he has this truck and everything. Well, his, the radio went out in his truck one day. So he just doesn't listen to anything. I said, how do you do that? Because music is my <laughs> life. I have to be listening to something. And he just sits in silence. Yeah. I said, do you sing to yourself? No. no. Silence but, but, is nice. You don't sit in silence. Uh, only when I've had a really good hard cry and I need to think about things and I need to think about which direction my life is taking. That's every day. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're good. <laughs> Great way to bring you in. Hi. Yeah, we have a guest. Really spoke to me. <laughs> we do have a guest. An impromptu guest because I don't even know what we were going to talk about today. Possibly oh. the Pandora Papers. But that's for another day. Yeah, the Pandora Papers are for another day. It's mm. a whole nother box. It's a whole nother, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's my new drag name, Pandora Papers. That's it. There you go. <laughs> Pandora Bull won't be upset about that. Don't you have a Pandorable? Uh, in the community, yes. Mm. But he's taking a little break from performing. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we'll talk about the community later when we talk about the event center. The Pride, Knox Pride event right center. Right now? Do you want to talk about it now? Yeah, sure. You want to talk What'd about you do this with weekend? our guest? Do you want to introduce our guest? 
You know, I don't know her, so you introduce her. <laughs> it's the incomparable Rena Comp. Very funny. Very punny. The only woman out there traveling almost to all 50 states doing comedy. She only lacks two because of the pandemic. Hawaii and Alaska? Three, actually. Oh, and Hawaii whoops. And Alaska. That's okay. That's Puerto you. Rico. Thank you for the really kind <laughs> intro. Yeah. Uh, well, that's my thing. I'm like, I need to get to these three before they start adding more. You know what I mean? Like We're, we're past due on that. So it's like, I got to crank these 50 out before. Add more, more states. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if Guam has a really big comedy scene. So I'm not like eager. There's a military to... base there, though. That's you probably would... do very well. Yeah. I would love to be. And yeah, honestly. Wouldn't you go on pay. a USO tour or whatever? <laughs> Yeah. Take over Texas. I'd feel very Texas protected. It would be a fun time to go. I don't know. I would love to perform for the troops someday. I also feel like at this point, um, yeah, I'm just mostly concerned with making up for lost time from last year. So I'm not really trying to like achieve any big goals at this point. Just, uh, yeah, make some money is kind of where I'm at. Because, yeah, I don't know if you knew this, but comedians have to collect fun employment. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's terrible. But, yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it was a rough year <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah for every for every performer, it's literally every performer, and in some states, depending on what your profession was, really rough on you. Yeah, I mean, I'm grateful that I wasn't put in a situation of like needing to work in like a restaurant. I've had a real issue coming back and seeing. It feels like a real classist issue with like. Like in New Orleans, all of the staff has to wear masks, but none of the guests are. And I really just don't care for how we're operating when it comes to that stuff of like making like they were showing it at the Met Gala, you know, like none of the famous people yeah, were wearing none. masks, but all mm -hmm. of the it's like if it just feels wrong. It's very wrong. Yeah. Thank you. I will absolutely co-sign. I am not excited about this classist society that's happening you think, though, it's always been that way and with the f internet and technology it's just we see more of it and more of it has come to light definitely around the world when you're looking at the world view but just generally in america i'm sure yes there's always been a disparage a, a disparage <laughs> see i can't even speak right now this disparity. is terrible. Thank you <laughs> very much. We got there. Oh, I thought you had it right the first time. That's how high I am. That's it was not. <laughs> and so um, that's the weird thing about having COVID, by the way. I'm tongue tied way more than I've ever been in my whole life. It's like my brain. brain I need fog. some ginkgo. I need to re. Uh, welcome to my world. Yeah, honestly, I'm just going to have to do burn type activities here and, you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> and reset. I need a reset in my brain and so, see if I can reconnect some. Where are you from? Rina? <laughs> uh, I like to answer that with I live in the moment. Um, <laughs> that's my new go to. I'm from Massachusetts. I grew up south of Boston and then I moved to Chicago when I was 21. And so I started comedy in Chicago. I did improv and then I did stand up uh, when I got back. I don't know. I took a break, tried being a normal person that didn't take whatever that means. And so I uh, started doing stand up and I've now been doing it like 10 and a half years. Um, 
and I've been on the road for most of like the last, I don't know, I think like six years, like you don't know exactly your anniversary. Mm -hmm. I don't know when it really kind of all started being such a big part of my schedule (laughs) and now life, you know, it it was never like a plan. (laughs) It really just evolved into this, um, nonstop routine. Uh, were you that way in high school? Did you always know that you were, no, this was your path no. and this is what you wanted to do? No, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no. I, well, okay. So <laughs> I got to get deep with you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I like, uh, well, first of all, okay. A lot of comedians don't like this fact about me, but, um, when I was younger, I like hated stand up comedy and my siblings, when we went to the video store, always wanted to rent a stand up comedy special like George Carlin or Richard Pryor. They loved stand up comedy and I was, and that makes me sound older than I am. Those were just the ones that they <laughs> wanted to rent. Um, especially George Carlin. They were and the edgy those ones, are the good ones. Especially yeah. if you had a strict household. Or... Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I mean, video stores kind of like. Yeah, I'm 38, so I'm just trying to like, you know, I don't, I feel like Pryor wasn't making specials when I was a kid. But um, (laughs) anyway, uh, yeah, I always was like, I remember I would always want to rent the movie Drop Dead Fred. And <laughs> yes, over and over, and I would always say to them like, "Oh, stand up is so boring. It's just a person talk." I would say it's just a guy talking, you know. Um, and I just didn't understand the appeal of it when I was a kid. I thought, I mean, I would laugh at it. I would enjoy the wordsmithery, you know, and the performance of it. But yeah, that was never my first choice. I can't even believe this is what I do now. Improv really like led me into it in this weird way. I like moved to Chicago for sketch and um, I was obsessed with Strangers with Candy and Amy Sedaris when I was in high school Mm -hmm. and um, SNL, of course, and The Simpsons. Like I was always like a comedy nerd, but I never... And mine was Kids in the Hall. Yeah, yeah. And The State on MTV. So I'm very excited. I'm opening for Michael Ian Black next weekend (gasps) in Indianapolis. Congratulations. I'm so excited. Tell him I said hi. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) His book is so good that I used to like my custom van. I lent it to somebody and I was like, no, where did it go? So I just like ordered another copy of it because I'm going to ask him to sign it because I'm such a huge... I have a picture of the state, a cast photo that's signed on Mm -hmm. my wall uh, at home. Well, at my brother's house, but... (laughs) Yeah, anyway, um, I'm a little high. That's why I told you it's hard to do interviews when you're high. Well, what Uh, was your aha moment? It's like, I actually might be good at this. I'm only laughing because I have to dig them up and show you, but I did mushrooms in Wisconsin last fall, and we were, my brother, about a year ago, we were walking around, and... I realized that my can of AHA seltzer matched the foliage perfectly. And so I'm so high on mushrooms and I have all these pictures of a can of seltzer up against the leaves and I call it my AHA moment because it's an AHA seltzer. Anyway, that was my AHA moment. Uh, uh, So I did improv and sketch for a while and then I just like stopped doing it all together and like got sick of just being in a bar all the time and then my when uh, I got back into it I went uh, on one of those Israel trips as Jews are wont to do and uh, decided <laughs> to get back into comedy when I got back and I started taking improv classes again um, and that's where I met 
a guy, David Drake, who is now in New York. Um, and yeah, he just was like, you have to do stand up. And he's not the first person to have told me that, but I had access to a room at the bar where I worked. And so I started stand up comedy by hosting this open mic. And it turned into because he knew what night needed an open mic. And it was a gr- it's a great room still. It's still running um, Three Dead Moose in Chicago. Um, and so, yeah, it just blew up. And it was all of a sudden a very popular mic with all the cool kids going. Like, a average night for us was like 60 people. Wow, You're talking awesome. about 20 being mm-hmm. busy. Like, yeah, it was a long mic. And Coles in Chicago is still like that. Like, they'll still have like a ton of comics, you know? Yeah. Um, Chicago is just a really big scene. Anyway, so that was how it started. And this is how it's going. I spent a year blacking out from the free alcohol they gave us to host that mic. Because uh, they paid us in alcohol and I got my money's worth. And um, about a year into that is when I decided to start trying to take it seriously, I think. And yeah, I've just like... Uh, this last year, year number 10 really was a proof of how much I have devoted my entire life to this where it's like it is my whole life it's not like there's I mean I have a life that's private that's outside of comedy but every part of my life is revolves around comedy are you satisfied with where you are now or no. do you want yeah do you want to be bigger <laughs> like bigger what are your goals a weird way to put it but um I am satisfied with like, I'm proud of myself and I'm proud of my path and I'm like satisfied Mm. with being at my spot and my trajectory, but satisfied as far as like being where I'm headed. I mean, like, no, I'm living out of a car. Um, The dream is hard for me to decipher. It's hard for me to be sure of, but um I would like to focus my immediate dream is to I have a hard time with long vision. And so for my immediate dream, I would like to focus on recording an album. And I think I'm coming very close to what feels like the first hour I want to record. And business wise, once I get that recorded, I could submit it to places that will like Sirius XM radio and have it like, you know, hopefully generate some more stable income for me. Um, I also want to live somewhere and focus on honing in what I would want like a five minute set to be like a submission set for a late night thing and so all those are just next steps but all of this has been just kind of like one thing leads to the next and like never been I'm amazed that it is something that I'm inclined to be good at you know you said um, that you were living out of your car. You're not li- really living out of your car. No, I mean, I lived feels, at Gail's house it, last night. It feels that way. <laughs> I'm doing laundry right now. Yeah. No, I it mean, it feels I, that way there. Well, I am um, kind of like I have an address in Milwaukee, but I mean, I have a bed inside of my Prius. I built a camper inside of it and it's just me and my merch in there and like way too much stuff, but I make it work. She is the best dressed hobo I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the only hobo Literally. in the wardrobe. <laughs> best dressed. Seriously. Make credits. That's my best It was taking right me now. to all these hipsters and young kids. Like, when did the dream when you got old? Hipsters, young kids. Um, yeah. When did the dream when you got old, like, you worked all your life and then you got an RV and you traveled? Okay. Right? And that was, like, the, the cool thing to do when you were old. Well, now that it's kids doing it, and I say kids as in young adults, you know, living the van life, 
or, mm-hmm. you know, living just the life, just traveling. Now it's, again, it's classist because... yeah. Well, people who are working from home or have high-end jobs that can afford to do it, but also have no actual idea like what it entails and like what you have to actually sacrifice to be able to live that way or whatever. Like, it's not a comfortable lifestyle. And man, I mean, look what just happened with that Gabby Petito, whatever. Is that yeah, her name? yeah. Like, that's another thing that I was coming to. Yeah. Yes. Or is this the Gabby, <laughs> Gabby no, podcast? Yeah. No, but that was her name. Yeah. Yes. I was there like that week. I was there at the Green re- Teton. See, I remember it because of you posting a thing about the Tetons yeah, I was there, and me like giggling just at the Tetons because the I'm 12 yeah. perpetually but like that okay so the bed that I built in my Prius I was going to buy a van I was like dating a guy we were living out of my car together before there was a bed in there and that did not work out for like what seems very obvious reasons you can't live in a Prius with by yourself let alone with a person <laughs> so um Yeah, I always say neither one of us had a table to bring anything to. Um, And so uh, I built the bed in there because I had planned on buying a van. And then I got arrested on my way down to Texas where I was going to do that. And so all the money I had saved for the van went to uh, legal stuff. Um, Oh, we didn't even talk about that yet. We'll get into it. Put a pin in that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm about to ask you what you got arrested for. Yeah. Because now I'm like, oh, you got arrested? What? what, Well, the joke I do is like, if you know me, I got arrested. You'd figure out pretty quick for either weed or a crime. Uh, (laughs) So it was weed uh, for sure. But um, yeah, that's like a whole. Yeah. Let's put a pin in that. Yeah. Come back to that. Yeah. But um, so because of that I had done so much research and this is what you're talking about with the classes thing like I'd done so much research about doing van building and like everything you would need to know and oh it's so infuriating as a comic and someone who's like I feel like focusing on my the quality of my work and like my jokes and my craft the fact is like in this day and age it's never enough with like content you have to be putting out so much content and so I feel like there's people who are very talented that don't have time to focus on like quantity of content and then there's people who have like high-tech recording equipment and daddy's credit card or whatever and uh, sorry to use the are you talking term. about gail no <laughs> yeah sorry really term daddy literally me literally it is no. the opportunity but it just happened to be serendipity that he had all these things from i'm very grateful I mean, thank you daddy bill card. And then, okay. yeah yeah no i get it <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but yeah, this is different. Um, but there's a reason I like this dynamic. I missed that part, you know. But those people are like usually not the smartest about anything. And so the YouTube channels that are dedicated to advice about anything, usually you're going to be listening to somebody who's like, this person is an idiot. Like <laughs> they're missing all compartments of common sense. Like I don't even know if that's a sentence, if that word was used correctly, but they have no lot like... You can decipher only so much from watching tips from YouTube channels because these people are not smart, actually, usually. They're, and it's fake. A lot is so fake, And too. so many of them are these couples that strain their relationships, not only by living in a tiny, tiny, tiny house. Recording And trying everything. to, like, yeah, be mobile, which is, like, a lot of work, actually. And then, yeah, just trying to make it look like everything's perfect and influencers and... The, yeah, those couples blow my mind and they have to be uh, just a chore to be around. There's no way they're, you know, a good time. You inspire me how you have created your 
path because of the fact that you have literally the audacity of raspberries to live out of your vehicle alone on the road, female, you know, around. That's amazing to me because I think of how much I have hindered myself launching or doing more. And I think hiding in the bubble of having everyone come to me instead of me going out, um, having to travel with other comics or other men or whatever in comedy, not having, you know, you doing it all on your own is very impressive to me. Yeah, I mean, thank you. I just feel like my head about it is like I refuse to be limited, you know? Yes. Like, I feel like there's so many battles like that we all have to deal with especially as women in this business and um I mean we're getting to a point where it's like it feels not it feels like there's so many other people besides women that are struggling in this business anyway but it's like even women are still struggling like yes I don't know how else to phrase that of like I want to be like an advocate for like more inclusivity all across the board but I feel like for me it's like I can advocate best for women, you know? Well, cause we are women right. and we're dealing with it. And then also not having the numbers, like it's so different. Like it's pretty <laughs> I, easy now in this scene, it's been flipping around where we're having a pretty heavy yeah. female ran scene. But, um, back in the day, it was even hard to find places to stay or whatever. I have a theory of why that is now. Oh yeah. Because men are okay men are quote allowing you to take those spaces over so that they don't have to put in the work all they have to do is get on stage i honestly think that they're afraid of cancel culture and all of them have some sort of bad behavior that they've either got to atone for work on themselves for or whatever in this particular area we're fortunate to be in a college town and that uh you know so there's some accountability a reckoning of sorts oh we've been we've been doing a lot of uh, but I don't know <laughs> reading about weaponized incompetence oh. so that's where my theory came through ah. yeah I think all that's possible it all tracks I feel like women are like I mean even just going to the march last weekend for um, abortion rights abortion justice I was in the one in Asheville and I mean, only in Asheville could an abortion rights march be led by a trans woman. It was so perfectly Asheville. Yes. <laughs> um, and she was amazing. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, at that march, I mean, maybe this is even like a turfy thing to say, but part of me is like, I'm really glad that somebody who hasn't their whole entire lives probably had to deal with like the burden of this like repetitive like thing. Like there were so many men there. There were so many like probably cis men there that were just shouting as allies and normally in like a protest it's like you should let the people who are I'm not saying this about the woman who was leading it but like normally in a protest you should probably have like the people who are affected the most be leading mm -hmm. the chance and stuff like that yes but the vibe was just different of like we're tired of it you know like I'm glad to have like I mean I was standing right next to a man when we were all who was leading a lot of chants and stuff like that but I was so like I think we all need to be like champion and championing each other's issues and like abortion access is just one of the things provided at these services that are provided for yes every woman for all kinds of issues so it's like 
it was very nice to see it represented in that way. And also, yeah, I just feel like, let's say like at the Black Lives Matter protest, like if there was a white person leading chance, they'd be like, hey, shut up a little, you know? Right. Yeah. But yeah, like, sometimes that's it's how time I for you to sit down and be quiet. But at this situation, it felt like, thank you. You'd be louder for all of us because like we're so tired and I, they are. Right. Too, and that's the but... only it feels like that's the only way if men don't join in, yes. especially cis men, that's the only way to get other cis men to realize that it is a choice that a woman has, not you, them. Well, not only that, we're getting ideas about what we should do about their own reproductive <laughs> rights and organs and yeah. some penalties that should come with things and harsher penalties, you know. Uh, but yes, it's, Vasectomy's it's definitely all around. good to have people that haven't spoke up who have been like well it's not my issue till it's their issue oh the best thing you know? i've seen recently was like somebody posted a, a a tweet or something about like how from now on like if a guy gets too drunk they're just gonna steal all of his stuff from his house and the defense will be like well i don't know like he was drunk maybe he wanted me to you yeah know? like yeah maybe he shouldn't have brought me home if he didn't take his think car that was gonna happen. Right? yeah exactly <laughs> like you know if that works as a defense for them in those situations like you know i don't know i hate even equating it to that but um that is a good opportunity though a good time to plug i'm doing a fundraiser for uh organization in texas called fun texas choice um because i think i mean it's like especially crazy right now talking about choice and things like that as it applies to like a person's personal autonomy versus like how it affects the community you're in and things like that um during the pandemic and things people's choices and it's so infuriating knowing they're taking the my body my choice slogan even though they're also fighting against women's rights um anyway so this fundraiser i made these like this little sketch doodle of a peanut butter jar that says choosy moms choose to be moms because I mean, like, I was crying when I was drawing it, just thinking about how, like, we've grown up with these ad campaigns talking about mother's choices, but we're not allowed to make the ultimate choices of even being a mom and how that works. So, um, anyway, it's a little fun design because I know a lot of moms who are pro-choice and it's like, I hate... and. One of the stats I got from this organization is that 50% of the people who seek abortions in Texas are parents, like people who know what it entails and, you know, know what they're talking about or what they're seeking when they go into this kind of a thing. So anyway, uh, this organization in particular helps women to afford traveling outside of Texas, and they also do a lot of um, legal um, action to try to like change the laws on the ground there, but... Of all the organizations that help women through this process, because some organizations there, um, like, I, I forget the name of it, but the T Fund, T-E-A Fund, they help to fund women in, like, certain areas of Texas to fund the abortion itself. There's Jane's Due Process is another organization that helps to with the legal aspects of it all, but this one, Fun Texas Choice specifically, I think they're shipping women out to like Colorado or somewhere where people are actually getting the help and the health care that they need. Um, so 
uh, as somebody who's a traveler, that spoke to me of just like helping women with travel costs because that's yes. the last thing you should have to worry about when that's the reality you're facing. Um, so they're helping to provide legal and safe access to abortion for especially people who are, you know, the most in need. And these laws are like the way that they've like put the access is specifically uh, absolutely like a racial issue, too. And so, yes. And then the whistleblower situation, rewarding whistleblowers. To oh, people. the bounty. Like yeah, if you, you can turn in yes. the, the Uber driver that yeah. took you or the doctor that performed. It's r- so the nurse. ridiculous. So the legal, I mean, it's so harmful. The legal stuff, you know, the legal funds are working more on like taking action. Like some of the there's been two lawsuits that I heard of anyway that were already filed of like people seeking the bounty hunting thing and one of them is like by a scam artist who's asking for a hundred grand like people trying to scam the system for money and then the other one is filed by somebody who's only even using this process to prove how unconstitutional it is so they're fighting from the good side of it right like how can anybody in texas be like that's okay i don't understand it sanity it's complete insanity texas the i want to secede because our rights and freedom from the union you know i don't give a shit at this point i really don't i really (laughs) don't don't either florida bye like all of it (laughs) like i just don't even the way that i've experienced specifically this last year with the fact that like i couldn't get unemployment benefits because even though like honestly the reason i just devoted myself to this lifestyle the way that i did was because after the election in 2016 even with like division with the people closest to me I felt like there has to be some kind of like a healing quality to getting people who may disagree laugh at the same things Mm -hmm. so I figured if I could just get in the whole country test these jokes everywhere like not even doing political humor but like I have abortion jokes things like that that I've worked in every state like Mm-hmm. If I can just do that, there's something helpful to that, you know? And so um, I, f- I forget what I even was about to say, but do yeah. You, do you remember a couple of years ago, though, uh, when, you know, when Rogan moved to Texas and when Tim Dillon moved to Texas and all that and Austin like was, last year? Was just last year. Was it, last yeah. year? <laughs> it feels like Wait, it's been flies, years and does. years. Time flies during the apocalypse. Did he move there in 2020 or was it? Yeah, it was yeah. 2020. No, definitely during the apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. To get out of California yeah. and the right. restrictions. But now that all this has come about, now they're talking like, Meh, maybe I'm going to move back to California. Who Rogan okay, is yeah, and sure everything. Well, I know Tim and... Dillon said that, but a lot of the comedians that were had moved to Austin for that particular scene. Oh, they're figuring out yeah, that the scene that isn't great. Right, that it's not that well just the laws here are not that great yeah texas is not a chill place to be like yeah it's not i mean austin is cool and i'm sure everybody's having a good time but like crime is also up there like it is everywhere but like crime is also you've got how many unemployment comics migrating to austin well homelessness is everywhere too and like that's an issue and like i've been grateful and like lucky beyond measure that like i've met enough good people in this and in my life that I've been taken care of and that I do have places I can stay like that's the other thing people romanticize what I'm doing but it's like I always have places I can stay usually or sometimes it's a choice like tonight I'm going camping even if it's a little rainy out just because like I just need to connect with nature a little bit maybe take a mushroom pill you know like you need your own time yeah yeah and 
but I could never do this if I was truly sleeping in my Prius every night. Mm. Are you kidding? Like, Mm -hmm. no way. Um, And so people, I think, don't realize that I've already done like this lifetime's worth of work so far of like making connections so that that's not my life, you know? Um, Yeah. Like I was telling you about that. um, There's like a, a women's comedy network of people that have like they offer their couches to crash on. Yeah, I mean, this is before so the cool. pandemic. Yeah. But, like, women do come in and find ways to help each other out in this mm-hmm. business. And, like, that's where I'm at of, like, I, I want to be... A lot of people ask for, like, advice and things like that from me. And I want to be helpful if I can to women whenever. Because the thing with... Um, when you get to, like, I think, like, the top levels of this business, I think the numbers kind of actually even out as far as, like, there being enough women or men um, as far as how many people there are. But I feel like men are a lot more always, like, pushy about um, seeking work, especially during a pandemic. So it feels like we've taken a few steps backwards right now because it seems like more men have been working because they have. Um and also more men start comedy more men are inclined to start comedy because maybe here that's changing but I feel like men are raised and conditioned to believe they should be talking (laughs) which is ridiculous (laughs) yeah we're not going to teach our new grandson to talk at all (laughs) (laughs) no but they're trained to like think that they should speak up and women are trained more to be like sorry you know yeah shrunken down and we should all have sorry jars out instead of swear jars now we'd be on vacation in no time yeah just anyway, you know we'd earn so much money the fundraiser i do i will just get off of that but if anybody wants to participate i have like a bunch of stuff i'll be sending out i have pins and buttons a woman helped me make my pins she's someone i worked with for years she does all my buttons um and hopefully we can raise at least enough money to help one gal but i'll be putting all that on instagram that's yeah, super we'll definitely cool put yeah those links yeah follow rena calm calamity <laughs> calmity it is calmity <laughs> I mean, it's been a calamity for sure. Uh, I think that year. was a Freudian slip. Oh, so it's bad. just too true. <laughs> I first read it as Rena Clam. Yeah, I get Renee Clam sometimes. That's my. It is comedy. I'm not feeling it right now, though. I'm feeling calamity. Yeah, that's the state of things. The state of affairs. Oh my. The state of unfairs. <laughs> so tell like, me about how you got arrested yeah, for a okay, plant. Yeah, let's get into it for a plant. <laughs> I was just uh, on the road, and I had so many. You gotta can't ignore the signs. This is what would happen to you, though. You feel like you have signs before bad stuff happens to you, as I do. I yes. Anytime I've gotten fired or whatever, like I knew that was gonna happen that day. Like I knew, and oh my gosh, I can even show you like the pictures I took in Tulsa that night. The last picture I took at the bar was a picture of Johnny Cash's mugshot. Like I took so many pictures that were like omens. And my friend had offered me a place to stay. He's Do you like, think that you manifested that? No, I think I was warning myself <laughs> that it was going to happen, that something bad yeah, was going to happen. And I was thrown off. I was like getting my period. So I was thrown off mentally. And like, I was just not thinking. I mean, my whole system for car camping is so much more intricate and elaborate. Now, at that point, I didn't have a bed in the car. I was just like, okay, well. Walmart allows it, so I'll be fine here. Anyway, my friend offered me a couch. I have a friend there, but I just, with my, like, cramps and my mental state, like, I just needed to be alone, like, and so stupid, stupid, <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I've been talking about this on stage. Technically, um, at the time of my arrest, I was masturbating. Uh, <laughs> when the cops rolled up, I was masturbating, and that's very true. And it's it was... a Reno 911 scene. <laughs> I mean, uh, shout out to the state, right? Yeah. Um, so, well, this state was Oklahoma, and it's not a good one. Um, and have you ever read the book they put out, uh, State by State with the State? It's like a state by state guide to the U.S. No, I haven't. <laughs> anyway, I have that somewhere in a box. But um, anyway, yeah. So I was. Um, I didn't. Now I have like window covers that are like made to fit. I do a lot of research about where I'm camping out. This Walmart. I mean, I've learned so much. Like I said, I was parked like it was right by the road. So the cops pulled somebody else over in that parking lot and so they happened to pull somebody over right next to where I was parked like I don't know if they would have come up on me as I had out of state plates so you know and they were also temporary Ohio plates you should have seen them they were searching my car and they found my Illinois plates and they were like ha we got her and it's like no they're just expired like I have legal plates you know these are anyway um up to speed uh but I I got arrested for intent to drive under the influence which I felt was actually unfair and the only reason they got me so hard is because on the cops like body cam I completely fully admitted to having smoked earlier that night but I didn't actually have any in my car I wasn't driving um and I normally never take pictures of like my setup unless I'm like now I'll do it sometimes like in the morning but I usually don't take pictures of my setup but that night it used to be this really dumb, elaborate process where I would sleep in the front seat. And so I would have all my T-shirts, all my windows covered with T-shirts. Um, and so I feel like because I took pictures of it that night, I could actually prove I did not intend to drive at all. I intended to sleep. Um, mm -hmm. So I felt like that could have saved me. But yeah, just having admitted to drug use on camera got me. I thought at that point when the cop came up to the car because I wasn't driving or anything like that and because I didn't have any on me, I thought like it does smell in here. And that was another omen. The club owner the night before I gave him a ride to his car and he and I had like Febreze because I'm like, oh, the owner's getting in the car. So, you know, try to make it smell good. But I had this pipe that just was like stinky. And so um and also my ex hated Febreze and like air freshener stuff. So my car straight up stank and I knew it. And yeah, anyway, um, I knew that when he asked if the car smelled like weed, that it was undeniable. Like, and I felt like it would just go better for me if I told the truth. And so I said that it did. And I thought it would just be like, okay, a misdemeanor, you know, yeah, you got to pay this dollars yeah. and you know, shame on you. And I had a bunch of cash on me as I was going down to buy a van. So even though I didn't have any weed in my car, they thought having $600 was very suspicious. And it's like, that's not even a lot of money. Well, right. according to Biden, it is. But you're so lucky. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're lucky when they, because they can seize it if they think that it's drug right. money. Did and they? they don't have no. to give it oh, back. Thank God so. for that. Well, I thought I was going to be able to use that money to just be like, all right, I'll pay my fine. No, I got strip searched. I had to go through the whole process. They put me in a jail cell where I was in the holding cell for a while. And I didn't realize did I was going to Did they tow be... your car? The one, the one kind thing he did was leave my car in that parking lot. That was the one nice thing he did because I think he could tell like this lady is not high. 
Like he made me do a sobriety test, which mm-hmm. he said I failed. But I mean, if anything, I was like having a panic attack from mm-hmm. having been masturbating and caught in the act of that. And like, <laughs> did he say so anything? tired? No, he didn't know. She didn't say. <laughs> he didn't know. You would have said straight up and they would have let you go. I felt like they could hear my porn. I don't know. Like, anyway, I was I'd so be like, you let me. I'll finish if you let me go. But I was so nervous. <laughs> I've never been in that situation. So Right. No, there's no way I was getting the tension relief I needed that night. And. And yeah, so uh, I I failed the field sobriety test. He said like my eyes were dilated or something, but I knew that was also mm. bullshit because I balanced on one foot for longer than I ever do in my yoga practice. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, this is, I'm not, if you're going to get put in a drunk tank or whatever, if you're going to get put under arrest for a DUI, I recommend being wasted because it sucked sober. I was like, this <laughs> yes. is the worst. And they need for your bail money even though I had all that money in my pocketbook and it was more it was like I don't know $1,200 or something but for your bail money like they need somebody to give it to them in person and Mm -hmm. I didn't have people in Tulsa or anybody's phone number in Tulsa and so I was calling all of their bail bonds people I couldn't get through to everybody was just hanging up on me and so because I couldn't get through to anybody I ended up getting put into the cell for like uh, the jail area and um I guess somebody on that unit had stolen a pen, so they had put the whole unit on lockdown. Oh, my god! So I was just, like, lying in that cell, like, for way longer past when they said I could get out again. Like, couldn't contact anyone. Luckily, at one point, I, I couldn't collect call my mother because her phone provider didn't accept collect calls, and they kept telling me that. And I'm like, tell her that. And so she kept getting notice. Or she got one message. I finally got through at one point saying like somebody from a jail is calling you but it didn't even say where it gave no info oh my god and so she had to like look at my tour schedule to figure out like it could have been anywhere between Tulsa and um where was I going Texas um Denton Texas I still the next day finally like she was able to get through to a bonds person and wire them the money and they let her deal with them remotely and so they got me I finally got out the next day and I made it to my podcast recording in Denton Texas that night like smelling like a fucking Tulsa jail cell and uh probably a little deranged but (laughs) that's so scary so scary yeah no it was horrible I'm like proud of making it to that Mm -hmm. podcast but it was horrifying I couldn't I didn't know how long I would be stuck in there Mm. you know yeah that's OG status enough you should already be on Kimmel and Fallon and everybody (laughs) telling this OG I'm missing a tooth comedy like (laughs) comedy story Like, it's your time to pop off, which explains burnout and the universe going, but if you take a break to revive. I don't think, and this last year wasn't good for that. It was too stressful Mm -hmm. to, like, get a, I had no stability, so, like, I I do have, like, a book brewing inside me. I have a book of puns online already that is just for fun, but I do have, like, a book about this that I want to write because, um... Well, on top of all of that, like before that, I was like very publicly um, accused of sexual assault in my community. What? Um, I, I should be. I just stopped bringing this up, but it's something I'm trying to find a way to talk about because it wasn't. A well, this fair is the perfect place. place. Yes, yeah. I want to know. It was not. Uh, I mean, I I say it was a false accusation, but having been sexually assaulted, I also truly can't say to somebody else like if. 
if that was a if he felt raped that night i can't say that he wasn't you know what i mean but like right. so that's not how i see it that's not what we talked about afterwards when we did talk about things like and we were also in a very destructive and abusive long holding pattern of a toxic relationship it wasn't like a like i got abusively drunk and like you know just yeah you just went crazy comic Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, one time that it sounds like that we had a lot of unconsensual non-consensual sexual encounters where i was not you know super excited about the idea but the difference is is that i wanted us to have a relationship so i put up with a lot of toxicity and abuse and he was he's a self-proclaimed proud manipulative liar and he destroyed a lot of relationships and by the time he my whole thing ended up being like not even he's a pawn in this scheme of of known predator this Mm -hmm. is so convoluted but there was like a predator in Chicago that I was very close with when I didn't think he was a predator and I felt a lot of shame and guilt for having defended him as long as I did um and so I spoke out very loudly against him when I found out like the truth about him and like a while later he tried to come back and so I felt like I'll take I'll I'll take it upon myself to stand up again and speak out on him again and so right after that I was doing my first biggest tour of uh, I'd ever done and I ended up uh, doing a bunch of shows in LA and um, I think he was really jealous because he'd moved to LA but wasn't able to gain the traction that he felt he deserved because of his very real call out scenarios plural um oh <laughs> sorry <laughs> perfect perfect well it can't get much deeper than this anyway but that's all right we um, have some kush yeah so <laughs> he uh he like got a hold of this guy that he knew i'd had a really bad scenario like dating with and so he helped this guy write this whole thing on me and like tried sending it out and spreading it so like my call out itself was like an attack from a known predator um anyway what were we talking about yeah so like in this book i want to write i have a lot to say i've kind of just mostly when it comes to this topic sat back and watched kind of and um i have a lot of thoughts now when it comes to call out culture and cancel culture and like the idea that men are scared of it like i Uh, that's unacceptable because the idea that being falsely accused of something is more harmful than assault is outrageous. Mm -hmm. Like having been through both. Oh my God. Agreed. uh, Agreed. If you're a good person and you haven't hurt people, like an accusation actually really can't hurt you. Like, right. I don't have a pattern of abuse. That's going to sneak up and attack me. Like that's not something I have to worry about. If you have a pattern of abuse, you should be worried about that. Maybe the pattern of abuse is the problem, not cancel culture. And so I have no real sympathy for when it comes to comics being canceled for having opinions, especially about politics and things like that, or like the Dixie chicks and like, you know what I mean? Like, I agree. Like it's out of hand. On yeah, some that's level. ridiculous. But when it comes to men using that as like a reason why they're the victims of sexual assault <laughs> situations, right. correct? Unacceptable. Has yes. I been through it now, and I can speak to that. I think that there's a lot of dumb men out there that do and say a lot of stupid things, and they don't mean to be predatory, but they end up crossing that line, and that there are some that are redeemable, and then there are some that are just 
narcissistic gaslighters take great pleasure in manipulating and being predatory and well also they're constantly rip it like you say your actions speak so yes. long you can't you know well, hear also anything when it they're comes saying to accusations I mean, people actions. love to accuse women of anything yes like people love to make women into the villains of any scenario or like criticize them in another level of you know like men are defended so quickly or like protected so quickly yeah. you know that's the truth of it they're so worried about accusations try it try accusing a man in this business and see if you're not instantly met with a reason why maybe they're not so bad but if you accuse a woman of being like out of line in any way people will pile on to that it's like entertainment for them so like it was very fascinating to watch people use like my what happened to me as like like they couldn't wait to have opinions about it post about it loudly but then when it comes to men like work with people who are problematic and you know what I mean it's like mm -hmm. such a there's a double standard on that like nobody knows that because not a lot of people have been through the situation I've been through but you don't necessarily have to give a reason of why you won't work with a person yeah yeah you, you know, just you, say you don't you want just, to yeah and if somebody goes why yeah yeah you don't have to give them a reason I have plenty of people in the, my little area of business where no do you want to do this show no, I just don't want to work with that person. But thank you for the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. you can use the whole, like, I have a boyfriend thing of, like, I have another show that night or, like, I'm busy or whatever <laughs> yes. I have plans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's perfectly, it's a, especially in comedy, it's a scene. There are things, like, I don't, it's being a boy mom and knowing that they make dumbass mistakes, but then also seeing things that they do to if they're truly sorry to, you know, become better, you know, yeah. if they're willing to become better and learn from mistakes, it's one thing. Yeah. I, and I think that what happens with some people, depending on their trauma and like, there's no way I can measure your trauma. There's no way I can and, measure your trauma. And why are, why are we competing so, in trauma somebody, anyway? Well, I mean, you know, it isn't just that, that but do. I think that there is a, I think some people go straight for the jugular for offenses that could be curbed. Like you could still, that person could still be a viable human. You know what I mean? But they'll go straight for the jugular on a little tiny incident but then on big ones it's like they turn their blind eye like oh yeah they can do whatever or you know my sensitivity to it is completely on the other side of things of like again I really believe if you are not a bad person like you'll you have enough stop. people will still vouch for you that it's mm -hmm. not going to really hurt you but if you yes. have a pattern of abuse that shit will come and get you like when people are so urgently needing to like clear louis ck's name because of the degree of what he did was not like oh that's like, a crazy like person the degree yeah they sound like a crazy person to me because it was absolutely unchecked and out of control and an abuse of power and he doesn't take full ownership and like even if he's in the path of recovery, I believe in redemption. I believe in those things. Like, even if that is where he's headed, like, there's no, nobody's allowed to minimize what he did. Right. You know, like, 
there's more to it than was in that article for sure. You yes. know, I know people mm-hmm. like, I and think so listening for a to lot that of mentality them, is like, no, he's yeah. not under attack. He oh, was no. the aggressor. Yeah. What is this bullshit? The we justifiers had, like, will say like it's, well, he kind of told you who he was already. Like he was authentic and being a no a like, turd. He's not allowed to be the victim. But, though. It's correct. Like you can still, <laughs> you can still say, yeah, no surprises. He is who he is. Yes, cool. there you go. But he's not but, allowed to be the. And his yeah, new he's hour, not the big victim at his all. New hour after you're the perpetrator. Happened, That's narcissism one hundred and one, isn't yeah, it? Like his whole hour gaslighting. I didn't see it. I never would. But I've heard it's mostly him talking about what he had to go through and painting it as like what he lost and all the ways he was attacked in that scenario, kind of. And it's like that makes me sick to my well, fucking stomach. Well, that's not remorseful at all. Yeah, that's not sad, sorry, we had or remorseful. Me too for a second, we get one step of progress, and it's three steps backwards. How many women lost jobs last year? Like we had an inch of progress, and even the way that they talk about cancel culture now has already been pinned to where men are the victims of it somehow. They're always gonna be. Yeah. We've been gaslit into second place for so long from everything, even the fact that you had to preface. What you said about women's reproductive rights by you sound turfy for pointing out that it was a trans female leading the charge or whatever, you know? Yeah, no, and, I think and it's beautiful. It's, I loved it. And it's wonderful that we have the ally, but it's sad that you even have to preface it as a female, as a cisgender female or natural born female. I don't know how the right terminology to make everyone happy as I don't think they're clear and it's also always changing and so it's fluid everything's fluid yeah, so people need to be more compassionate with like if people have good intentions to learn right they are people you know. are really kind to me because I think they know Gail well, you, yeah I'm talking about she knows general. how she's feeling yeah yeah but, but it's nice it's you know it is it's also we nice have to evolved see. And we have seen what has happened in the past, and we're older. Well, right. I was so, around yeah. during the AIDS epidemic, and, yeah. you know, drag queens and gays raised me from the time I was 19. I mean, they've made me who I am. So yeah. it's, I'm definitely not anti gay, anti trans, anti anyone, but I am a cis born female mm-hmm. first, and I don't feel like I need to apologize for no. wanting to take our place like we haven't even caught up to equal yet but we're still supposed to step aside for whomever i mean it and it doesn't matter i'm not trying to be anti anyone i'm just saying we're constantly gaslit nope let's oh you're getting too much no you're talking out and canceling things no you're making too much money no you're whatever it's constant pushback they absolutely are terrified of women taking their place because they won't get the power back yeah Yeah, that's why well they don't have it anymore i mean you also have to have the like i'm sure you already do especially living around here where you know you when people are complaining about like maybe somebody even in your demographic like people might assume that you know what i mean like if you're an older white lady not that you're older but you know what i, mean? I like am from the though scene, i don't mind no but you know what i, I mean i'm only saying what you've even said yourself but like 
people could assume like I didn't know I could smoke weed in your basement. That's why you know what I mean. Right. Not not to. I mean I shouldn't assume that about anybody, but I'm sure like when people are going off about people they're mad at, like it takes an evolved person to not take it personally when they know that's not about them. You know what I mean? Like yeah, nobody's accusing you of being anti-gay or right. anything like that. So it's like it takes an evolved and mature like person to like hear that even if it applies to somebody who might fit their description and know that they're like men being advocates for abortion control and for women's safety in general it's like you are evolved if you understand that that when people say you know I hate men or something it's like they're talking about not you right you know yeah but we do we want to internalize and personalize everything anyway in general but there are a lot of men who are um who have been allies and who I'm sure once the switch has flipped when they speak out about how you know possibly abortion has saved their lives like Mm -hmm where they could pursue a career that they wanted to independently or where um, the child's development was really, really off and it would be a, you know, horrifying thing or whatever. I don't, you know, you just never know the reasons. And what's odd in Knoxville is they, the Knoxville Planned Parenthood doesn't even perform abortion services. They, they perform, um, preventative care and also health care, female reproductive care. Do they have uh, resources for people seeking abortion? I think that they do. I mean, they may do it through just the pills, maybe, like where it's the chemical and not an actual, like the DNCs or Well, most people just whatever. do like I, I think most people do a pill. Just I think it's a very extreme now. medical situation to have it be anything. Have to yeah, do like the, the DNC or, or anything anymore. Yeah, you just I don't know. I didn't know if it was everywhere or funded I mean, or some I've people can't take the pill. I yeah, don't know. there I know that there are more extreme situations because I have a friend that works at Planned Parenthood in Colorado, so she's told yeah. me more than I, that's how I know most of what I know about well, it. Well, and but. they have you know they weren't allowed to take federal money and if you're conservative that should be your only issue well, about I mean, it a conservative politician will pay for his mistress's abortion of course. as many times as it takes you know it so. shouldn't even be a legislated it shouldn't even be an issue that the law legislates anyway the only thing that should be legislated is the safety regulations of the doctor or a physician taking care of that period. I just want to get on stage and be like, you guys like dirty dancing, right? You yes. know, like <laughs> And they did I don't know why we continue to go over this over and because it's a hot button issue that every time there's new voters that it come is, in. And it keeps you distracted from how much money they're stealing from you yes. and yeah, this, yes. you know, how they're ruining the Amazon, how they're taking yes. over the world. Yes. It's just a huge distraction that keeps people divided. Yeah, does Walzon will be given our yeah. uh, health care, but you know, well, all of the vaccines will <laughs> sterilize us, so we won't have to worry about the Planned also, Parenthood the anyway. <laughs> all children will be engineered in a lab. Yes. You won't have to, you won't have to worry about anything. You won't have to worry about anything anymore. back to being able to accuse women, too. People love being able to paint women as villains, and nobody's talking about it. We have it. to be. And, and if you're redheaded, it's you, even worse. You have to do it <laughs> because we... Singled out. Because females, people with uteruses, give life. 
Yeah, we have that power, and it's we're almost goddess-like jealousy. They don't have that power, mm-hmm. so let's suppress the people that do have that power. Yeah, this has been yeah. a fun episode. It has, and I think we could talk so much more. But well, she's got to she's got to get back on her on the road. She does. This is very impromptu. I feel very happy. Which I don't, I'm about to go look at her car though, because I'm very very interested well, I'll in tell your you bed there, car. There is yes. a, your you, car bed. So. Yes. <laughs> well, I also wanted to say like something that's bothered me a lot about specifically like I guess like okay, his uh the boomers not you guys but like the generation before you is specifically trained i feel like like my mom's generation is like you got to trick the men to thinking it was their idea or thinking yes. it was their choice yes. so it's yes. a sitcom like it's behind the scenes you women give them are two weeks notice basically if you want something done every like episode if i of, want that cardboard moved right. i had to mention it if i don't want to do it myself every episode of i love lucy right it's like yes. lucy coming up with the plan and the scheme the crazy like, scheme the scheme to so get around her yeah. yeah to get around her husband but well and then if you're redhead besides lucy being comedically <laughs> yeah. so but she was also bad in her own way but if you're going to be on a lifetime movie of the week then you're absolutely 100% the murderer the whore yeah the evil stepmother yes that bitch the worst person Um, villain always the villain yeah so that's all just like part of it where it's like they've acknowledged us having choice in so many ways so if we're going to be the villains in their story then let's be the fucking villains in the story yeah watch out man yeah (gasps) yeah Yeah. we could that old Eddie Murphy joke why don't why don't you just go to sleep yes (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I will show you my bed. Speaking of which, and if anybody else wants to see it, there is a YouTube uh, video that's like an MTV crib style tour oh, of my nice. Yeah, where, where can people find your stuff? The internet, baby. <laughs> Sorry, we uh, yeah. were we talking about the baby thing? Or I guess that was on the other one. I'm high. Okay. Um, <laughs> I am on Instagram. It's probably my um, best place to keep up with me because I post a lot on there and on Facebook. But um, my website, I keep up to date with my tour dates. And Instagram is great because I travel and I love to post pictures of my travels around the country. So... Um, I love comedy's the job, photography's the hobby. Uh, and my website is renacalm.com where you can get links to get my book on Amazon. I have a book of puns, Once Upon a Time, Legend of a Size Queen. That's S I G H size. Um, and I sell <laughs> coffee mugs and prints on Etsy. The coffee mugs say, Don't talk to me until I've had my orgasm. And yeah, so long story short, is Instagram is where I'll be doing a lot of plugging for that Fun Texas Choice fundraiser coming up in the next couple weeks as well. Very groovy. Thank you Very so much. Groovy. Where can they find you, Gail? You got anything coming up? Oh, uh, yeah. I'll be in oh, Pensacola. Yeah, yeah you're going to be in Florida yeah. mm-hmm. this weekend. I'll miss you. Yeah, you'll be sad. You get to do stuff with my daddy. I do. I'm very, um, I'm excited, but I'm apprehensive to go there. But I figure, you know, now's a good time while the antibodies are fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But I really need the salt and the sand yeah. as well. Like yearly, I have to go somewhere and connect with the water. Otherwise, specifically to Florida. No, no. Usually, connect, I'm or... at the Outer Banks. I missed it this year. They just got home. Usually, I spend a week with my friends out on the Outer Banks. They get this humongous beach house and 
everybody goes, they're going to get it anyway, so they get the house, yeah. the cost of the house, and we all just make a meal. I think um, that we should reconnect enjoy. with nature on a daily basis. Oh, yeah, I get out in yeah. the barefoot all the time out there mm-hmm. in that yard. Uh, we just got a new little park that has a little nature walk around oh, it. Yeah, and Charlotte, Charlotte, that's my grandbaby, yes. Charlotte and I will go and walk that every day and you know we read what the trees are and and yeah it's pretty awesome i want her to enjoy nature and not be one of those children that have a tablet stuck in front of their face all the time the tablets are a no-no at my house sorry you have to be this tall i love that that. she was having such a good time painting that rock in Mm -hmm. our next podcast when we talk about the pride center we'll do it oh yeah sorry no cut this off no, no, it's no. cool. I have too many. I have too many. Uh, you didn't hot button issues, and we're no, gonna cut no, that out. Cut, cut. No, I mean, talk, we need to talk about the Pride Center. But yeah, we'll the... just talk about the Pride Center real quick. We yeah. went to the Open House and Resource Center, and I was told that they raised over twelve hundred dollars. That's really which will good help for pay that the day rent for a couple of months in that space. And their Resource Center. I don't know if you saw the pictures, but people came in droves and donated just about everything you could it was so amazing close so they have a barber shop side and Mm -hmm. for people that are transitioning and getting to know themselves or maybe they need uh you know they've been support and need their hair done or whatever Mm -hmm. so i talked to them about volunteering for that and then um that's got to be so intimidating to just go to the barbershop for the first time and like you know what i mean like yeah if you're wanting to see how to style your hair things to be feminine and and everything is or masculine non-profit Yes, yeah, all the mo- money just pours right back into the community. Yes, These- but they have a food pantry, and if you need help with groceries, they're gonna, you know, fill out a card and pack you a bag, like almost, you know. And so, it's really, it needs its own show. And I want to say that it's open to everyone. Like, yes, it doesn't matter. Yes, it is race, color, creed, sexual orientation. Straighties can come in, but and if you, if you need help, yes, this is a place to go. And especially if you are go. a teenager, especially if you've come out and you've been uh, rejected by your mm-hmm. family, um, everybody that's running it has tons of compassion, and they either came from poverty and did better or grew up in the you know Appalachia around here gay and poor and so the outpouring of love to have walked that walk and then want to do more for their community and pass it on that's it's amazing and like you said the family gays yeah so uh, look up Knox Pride on Instagram or Facebook and I'm Brady Von Beaverhausen on Instagram, and I'm Bruce Tonsils on TikTok and Fet. I was making some TikToks today, showing off Yay. my belly. Oh, fun. Show it off. Yeah. I'm not showing my Just belly off. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> well, you can find me on Gab and Gale time everywhere, and... Uh, on Fet on my sad, unfilled out profile. I've been on Fet in a it's while. Gag and Gale time. I love but I'm thinking about putting together a comedy tour of different places, dungeons and things. So that'll be interesting. Different That's a really good sex idea. dungeons. Yes. That that yeah. Whole community. I, I mean, can help you. Chick, you got to find like your niche and like if you can 
do that set up a tour oh my god do you know charlie hester She's uh, in Vegas now, and she was in Illinois, and she's toured a lot, and she does musical it comedy. It seems like I know her name, but I don't know her personally, she I don't She drew think. out a map, a tour map one time. That and it was looked like, like a dick? It looked like a dick, <laughs> but it was also going to all the places that were like Dick's, Illinois. Yes. You know, oh, my like God, that, that nice. is so fabulous. Except nice. you really don't want to do a show there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't think, but, you know, that's where I... Yeah, I just want to be able to fill out my W-2s as a comic. That's why I'm doing this the end of life. But it's so funny that you didn't want to do it and you're, you know, aspiring. And I know you're going to pop off soon. I just have always wanted to do it. Like, I would go door to door as a child telling jokes. Oh, my gosh. Door to door. I'm surprised. And they'd say, aren't you a little Carol Burnett? And I would think, why do you think I'm an old lady? But I'm surprised you're here with us today. Honestly. Really? What if you knocked on the wrong door? I was a redhead in an Eastern European town in Illinois. Nobody was going to mess with the redheaded child. That was bad luck. And I wasn't getting oh, no, molested. I'm pretty sure somebody. I had an anti molest day. You up. No. I'm Girl sure they Scout. waited around for me, for my sister. Keys, you know, door to door. And When was this? It was in the 70s. Um, that's when we couldn't go out of the house anymore. So did like, that happen in Nashville? In yeah. 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 This yeah. in the 70s, though. I was like the town that I was in, out in Illinois, Mount Morris, Illinois, was the most scandalous thing that happened ever was somebody broke into the Rexall drugstore and scattered pills all over. And then all of our parents went and made us stay inside, and they went and picked up all the pills, all the gutters, and... All around town. <laughs> wow. Sweat. If you see something, if you like, see a white pill, don't take it. Like people now have passed like all the floats and everything for all their parades. I'm like, oh my. And now it's my generation carrying on the tradition, making the floats. And I forget how much. <laughs> hey, Rena, are you going to sing with us? PTA, hey, seed it was. <laughs> I'll try to harmonize if I know the song. It's uh, Gabin it, Girl Time. Yeah, I, I gotta say I don't know that song as well. Uh, yeah, it's, I only heard it's, it once. I do admire that you guys don't have a recording of it, that you just do it every time. I feel like that's... We well, do because that. we a feel choice. different every time. Yeah, yeah you Some never days know. Some we're happy. One day we did, we were really angsty. Yeah, it was very thrash metal. Yeah. <laughs> Gabin Girl Time. That would, that would be my friend who still has her friend that visits I'm done I'm menopausal done so I'm like just mean on occasion sometimes I wish people would stab me so I would bleed I kind of miss the good old days it's like I just have all the rage I bet you without, could go door to door for that I'm without the, yeah right YOLO uh, I'll send you, know. you all the clothes that I've ruined then make, make you feel better to, oh, because of that? No, I have a... Well, I had. I don't keep them. They're gone. But. I call my vagina the sludge factory these days because they gave me an IUD, and honestly, it's a nightmare. So you can have any of oh, mine. Oh, I'm so sorry. My daughters so want to do that, and I'm so against it. It's the only thing they can... They, they've done no research for women's bodies, so it's just... I don't need birth control. There's no birth to control, but I would really love to stop being in debilitating pain every month, and that's all they can do for me. So we're doing that. Oh, I feel for you. Feels hey, but you like can get boner pills at a gas station. Isn't that good? Can yeah. you now? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Would you detect them if you slipped them in coffee? <laughs>
Ask him for a friend. <laughs> to our listeners, we thank you so much for listening to Gavin Girl Time. Gavin Girl Time. Gavin Girl Time. If you don't have a uterus, you don't have say so. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Fuck off!